Oh, right. I got to do that thing that I do, right? <laughs> okay. Yes, you do, John. It's time for Rod, you do it. Josh. My throat hurts today. Ken, all okay. <laughs> Welcome all. Welcome all to this shit show. Hello, everyone. We are Murder Moose, part of the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. It's in the it's in game. The game. <laughs> oh. Josh has uh, had too many Santa. He had Santa's wiener in his throat over Christmas, and now he's like, he's got a sore throat. So Sickness. Okay. I was like, <laughs> honestly, right before this, I uh, I went and got some pizza. And I was like ordering the pizza and I was like, uh oh, I can hardly even talk to order the pizza. I better go get some like throat yeah. shit so I can yeah. do the podcast. Yeah. Uh. Ken and I can make up for you. Okay, Josh. Just sit there and go like, <laughs> thumbs up and like, or you go, or you go, it's you're basically you're doing the gladiator, like, you know, emperor, like, you know, rating system. Josh is like, thumbs up, thumbs down. So. <laughs> Sounds who good. Who was it? Was it, Ken? Was that you? Who was like trying to figure out what was it? Thumbs up or thumbs down? Like, I forget. Somebody was doing that. I, I was in a stream. I was in, and it might have been Katie. I don't know. And they, I think they got it backwards. Like they were like thumbs down. <laughs> it may have been because I can't keep my left from my right separate. So I'm always like, they're like, oh, this? just hold up and make an L. And I'm like, but then which way does the L go? And then I feel really stupid. So I'm gonna get l and r tattooed on my wrist at some point well can maybe for my birthday you've gone over this in this podcast though you're not stupid it's just a weird like <laughs> it's it's just like it's probably like an adhd like some kind of like it is spatial like, realization thing like i'm i mix up orange and green all the yeah. time i have my entire life i know what they are but if i look at something it's not uncommon for my brain to be like oh that's green but it's really orange yeah. And I and, and like it's not like a colorblind thing. It's just my brain doesn't understand the words every time. Yeah. It's weird. It's really weird. I don't know I, anybody's name. That's me. Oh, I'll forget I'm, everyone's name instantly. Yep. I'm real bad with names. Like I'm real bad. And like and I I go talk about this all the time in here, but like the whole like not having like facial like or saving images or seeing images in my brain. So it like ends up being like I do this really weird things. Maybe not weird, but like I'm always comparing faces. So like if you have any kind of like facial thing that reminds me of someone else, like usually like celebrities <laughs> and yeah. you know actors and shit. And so I'm like, oh, this person reminds me of this person. And my wife is often like, oh, I can kind of see that. And I'm like, well, it's just how I think because then like it's how it correlates in my brain. So I kind of like register them because I'm not seeing them in my head until I see them. You know what I mean? So it's like- but- Yet I can like remember so many stupid things about like movies and yeah. who was in what and it yeah it's I don't know. it's how our brains sort information man and it's like in the twenty twenty two soon to be twenty twenty three like there's a lot and there's a lot in our heads and we all have like weird like how we handle the worlds man and it's just like. None of us are like I, I don't think any of us here are like neuro neurotypical either. Like we all I mean not that fucking neurotypical is a weird fucking word anyways these days because everyone's got some kind of weird oddity with how they view the world or you know see everything. So it's just like Yep. Brains are fucked is basically what it comes down to. So it's yeah, so 
we're all weird. We're all they see the world different. No one sees the things. And, and science is like, I don't understand how the brain works. Because if science understood how the brain works, like, Ken wouldn't have to, like, try medications like she was, like, sampling cakes for a wedding. It's like, it's, <laughs> it's like, does this do this? Does this do this? Well, it's supposed to do this, but sometimes it does this. And then Ken grew a tail because of the medication. I was having a conversation with somebody this weekend about that, too. So it's very interesting you bring that up. But, yeah, like, yeah. Science, or, science is doing some crazy stuff, though, because, like, you know, gene side exists now, which... I should ask them to sponsor me because I promote the hell out of them. But GeneSide yeah. exists and they, you know, swab your DNA and figure out like what meds might work best with your brain, which is great, but it still doesn't explain necessarily how your brain works. But yeah, yeah, it's, it's odd, man. And it's, it's one of those things that it's like, that's like the feed, like if you want to look that's how I always think about it. You want to figure out how little we truly understand the human brain. That's it. Like, that is it. Like, how chemicals work, how people, like, you know, handle drugs is just, like, such a, a, a just a easy go-to example because, like, anything in the world that you go, one person does this and one thing happens, another person does the exact same thing and something else happens, is just, like, it just goes, okay, so we don't fully, truly understand what this is going on. And it's, like, I mean... I, we're on Adderall, like or some of us are on Adderall, so it's like, yeah, and you, yeah. So or Adderall, Adderall. Ritalin, Lexapro, Lamictal. Let's. They're fuck. all just uh, <laughs> amphetamines, right? So. Yeah, they're all just speed. They're all just things that make your body go. Okay, now we could like pay attention to one thing, but you know what? Uppers, downers, stabilizers. We're all over the place. <laughs> Speaking of which, I'm, welcome on in. We're talking about our top five movies, top five horror movies of this year. So yep. welcome. I hope you it guys was, are having a fabulous day. Yeah. Did you guys uh, uh, have wonderful Christmases? I hope you did. It was. Uh, we're recording this the day after Christmas. So Boxing Day, if you're in Canada. Boxing Day. Yeah. Oh, can which you is, explain to me about Boxing Day a little bit? Isn't it Black, Black Friday? Yeah, it's Black yeah. Friday for Canada. But now we have Black Friday as well, so it doesn't make sense that we still have Boxing Day. It was yeah. like it was, it, it would be like the the equivalency. But now, like a, a lot of the places just do like Boxing Week sales, and yeah, it. Well, it's like I didn't even go out today. <laughs> so it's, a lot of that shit has like, adjusted over the years, right? Like I think, like like I think a good example is the Steam sales, right? Like Steam, oh, Jesus. Used to, Steam used to do that thing where it was like every day you had to be like logging on and like checking out what games were on sale that day and they kind of went oh maybe we just put everything on sale for the whole time we're gonna make more money and i assume they do because it's like they've continued doing it like that and stuff like black friday just kind of rolls into cyber monday now and it's just like yep it's all like what advertises basically is the only thing that di that's really different because none of this stuff well is and like, the the hysterics of people yeah. like it, it was getting really ridiculous right so yeah i feel like just to stop that, they got rid of more of the urgency and the door crasher deals and stuff, right? Because yeah. they yeah. they were killing people. <laughs> I mean, Dumb. like we talked about this a lot too. Um, where I used to work in retail, and we would—I worked in an outlet store, but we would put stuff on sale that was the Black Friday sale, like weeks before. Yeah. And then, you know, Black Friday rolls around and we're advertising all these sales and people would come busted in at midnight. And they're like, oh, my God, such great deals. And I'm like, yeah, it's dumb. Yeah. 
and it's still going to be cheaper in like a week. Chill. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I We're going to do this movie thing, but I have to, I can, I want to talk about how you live in the town that the mayor from Jaws lives in because Kent, <laughs> tweeted, Kent tweeted out one of the most insane things ever and it made me laugh and I had to point out that her, whoever tweeted this out or said this is basically the mayor from Jaws. So can you want to talk about? Glorious. <laughs> so uh, like the other eight, your other eight, other 48 uh uh, continental U.S. states. God dang it. My brain has shut down already and we just got started. Um, we got hit with that horrible, horrible yeah. winter storm. We lost a bunch of power. Um, we were down into like negative digits without wind chill. And then with wind chill, we were down into like negative 20s, whatever. So I live in a tourist town. It is heavily busy this time of year because it's right at the Smoky Mountain National Park. We get 11 million visitors annually. Tourism is a huge component. Um, and because Christmas, it's packed the gills. So our power was going out because of the ice. And the county <laughs> issued a statement that residents needed to not do laundry, not shower or bathe, um, and to turn their heat as down as far as down as they could so that the tourists could have a great Christmas. And then they proceeded to do rolling brownouts in residential areas. What the yeah, so, hell? So yeah. Priorities, eh? Hey, you live the here mayor. all the time. Fuck you. Yeah, you you mayor, live here all the time. You're the ones who like put up with this shit. You're the ones who, you know, work and keep and everything pay going. For this but shit. But yeah, fuck you. Let's keep the tourists happy. I mean, like, I get it. I totally get it and I understand it, but like we matter too, you know what I mean? So yeah. I was kind of like so uh, she was like, crank the heat up, throw a door open. I don't care. Let's run a bath for a few hours. We don't even have a bathtub. Like, let's go. Yeah, just we didn't just do that. Run but still. Yeah, as soon as I saw her tweet about that, I'm like, that's the mayor from Jaws. Like, fuck like everything else. We just need the tourist money. We don't care if people die. Just just need tourist money. So yeah. So I that made me giggle and that's it was hilarious. Just like, and yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking like uh capitalism 101 money's more important than everything else if that includes the people paying you the money that you want to do all this insane shit so it just made me giggle and i'm like i mean it just makes me laugh too because like if you think about it if you go somewhere like and you you don't check the weather okay i guess i could see that but like if you're going somewhere that's like the mountains yeah. and you're all i want to see snow <laughs> but then you're not prepared for cold weather or snow yeah then it's kind of on then, you my friend then you freeze your balls off and you yeah. you learn your lesson or you die oh my god those are the, yeah. those are the options but you know what <laughs> That's what you get for being a silly bitch. And I just, yeah, it's, it's the, the mayor from draws. Who's like, nah, we can't like, you know, stop people from swimming because it's the 4th of July weekend. And like, you know, they, they then we, the town won't make any money. <laughs> so what if a bunch of people get eaten by sharks at the same time? We need that. To, and that's what it, it, the exact same thought process. Like it doesn't matter if people get fucked up or die, <laughs> but money, yeah, money, 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 money. So, Okay, we are diving in, though. We are talking about our personal favorite films, horror films of 2022. And this was fucking hard. This was really hard. Uh, I, uh, I nailed it down to, like, five movies and then six movies. And then 
the uh the, I did ten. I have I did five honorable mentions, so it's basically the same thing. Um, I have two mentions, one worst, and a top ten. <laughs> it's fine. It's... We'll do it out. It was hard, dude. Like I was pulling shit off of there like that I didn't want to pull off of there. And there was bunches of shit that I had a blast with that I didn't put on here. Stuff like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I'm... I really enjoyed stuff like that. That isn't that made on... so many people's worst list. I I we went we talked about that with Jerry, man. That movie was fun. That was all that mattered to me. And it had a, a chainsaw massacre in it. That's all we needed. A chainsaw massacre. The first Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie that actually had a chainsaw massacre in it. And you, you people are like complaining about it. It's just like It didn't even silly. get a mention for me. Yeah, I didn't I but I'm just saying that's like And I did stuff, a top like, 10. Yeah. I took Prey off of mine. Like I wanted to put Prey on mine. Stuff like Prey that. Prey made like, number 10 for me. Yeah. But so it's gonna be hard. But like we all did this, and uh, so I think we're gonna go and uh, let's just go around real quick then and do like honorable mentions, aka like five through ten or whatever you guys want. How many so honorable mentions do you have, Ken? <laughs> or six through ten? You know what I meant. Yeah. Um, and just go and let's do that, and we'll just go off, and then we'll drop okay. into our top five. Um, Ken, do you want to start? Sure, absolutely. Um, for my, I have two honorable mentions okay. for this year. Uh, okay. The first one is going to be Mr. Harrigan's Phone, which is based on a Stephen King uh, short story. I thought it was great. I really, really enjoyed it. I did wish it had a little bit something else to it, but it was fabulous. Um, I recommend it. And the other one... Nope, I'm going to combine the other two together. So I'm going to say my honorable mention this year was Mr. Harrigan's phone. Okay, cool. Yeah, see, that's another one. Like, there are movies that you guys, yeah, like, it was on Netflix, right? It was a Netflix. uh, Uh, Yeah, I think so. But But I'm kind of a hard about junkie, which is why. It's hard doing lists at this time of year because we still haven't seen everything we want to see. For a list like this to be like legit, legit, but it's still yeah. fun to to end the year with what we've actually well, seen, right? Yeah, especially in a year like this when there were so many fucking horror movies. Yes. Like, um. Cool. Well, uh, did you have a thing you enjoyed? I mean, Josh has a the least favorite. Was there anything that like rubbed you the wrong way at all? You don't have to say if there wasn't. Ken was, but is there anything you like uh, that like you? annoyed you more than you thought it should have or it, you didn't like that other people liked i mean you don't have to say anything i mean there's i really I, don't have anything let's leave worst mind. for the last one okay we'll do that last okay very we'll last. last like even okay. like it'll go first and then worst <laughs> okay <laughs> josh do your five uh honorable mentions or whatever you want to do how you're well, doing that i don't even know how i'm doing this because I, I always i've always done a top 10 but yeah. it's for, it's never for horror movies. I don't think I've ever yeah. seen this many horror movies in one yeah. year. Well, I guess last year with the show as well. But like, we've never seen so many good movies in the horror yeah. genre come out in one year. So yeah, the mentions that didn't make it to my top ten were the sadness and scream because technically sadness did come out this year. Yep. And it's just because I never want to watch it again. And the sadness <laughs> was way too fucking good regardless. But uh Yeah, that's another that's another one I forgot to even put on the list. Like it, I don't think I've that, watched it yet. It's it, hard. It's hard to watch. Yeah, it's yeah. hardcore. But yeah. I was that was the first movie that used my poster for anything 
legitimate for the movie itself. So I also just wanted to put it on my mentions yeah. because they used it for when it was in Canada in Cineplex. Yeah. So that was fucking dope. Um, That's pretty dope. Ten, like I said, was Prey. And then number nine, I just found out uh, on Friday that the Black Phone is using my uh, poster that I did on their IMDb page. But then in going down that rabbit hole, so many other people are like selling my artwork online, apparently. Like all my posters are on T-shirts and posts like all over the place. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? But like... There's a bunch of them, and I'm not doing this. And I'm like, "What the hell? Like, I want to, I want to make this money off my shit." But I yeah, exposure is not going to pay the bills, especially if they're not saying who's doing it. Yeah, Yeah. so exactly. Well, it's bots, right? Like, I, it's that's a lot of it. Not all of it, but there. I mean, it's just people. Like you, you see artists on Twitter and like all the things that are like, "Hey, look at this! I have my name on this," and people are still selling it. So, yep, my name was still on it. Yep. That's wild. Oh, well. Um, okay, I'm just going to like run through. Nine, okay. eight was Pearl, seven was Nope, and six was Watcher, who is also using my poster on their IMDb, and a whole bunch of people are now yeah. selling that one as well. Man, that's so fun. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to go over the ones that like really kind of surprised me with like honorable mentions that didn't make my list. Um I just recently watched Deadstream, and I fucking love this movie, and I think we should need to talk about it at some point on this podcast. It's right up our alley. It's horror comedy, but it's like a Twitch streamer, basically, who live streamer goes into this house, and insane shit happens. It's kind of like... Oh, got, yeah, that, totally. The Evil Dead 2 kind of humor to it, like like zany while being like creepy at the same time, but like the actor that kills it, I really, really enjoyed it, especially from someone who makes a like you know live content, like yep. as, as we all do. Um, and then Christmas Bloody Christmas surprised the shit out of me, and we just talked about that last week. Um, <laughs> just imp- and I spelt his fucking name wrong, of course, <laughs> of course, so, so yeah. So Josh so uh, tweeted out his poster, and then the director saw it, and he saw that he was get, busting Josh's balls. That he spelled his, his name's Joe, Joe. He put J E O instead of J O E. He's like, he this was, is he, cool and all, but who the fuck is Geo? <laughs> uh, and it made me laugh. And that made me laugh. That's why I went in our little group chat. I was like, oh no, Josh. <laughs> so but, good. So yes. That's Those so two, fucking me to do that. I've yeah. done that so many times this year. Fuck, whatever. I mean, it's it's that thing where, like, you got this, like, I think what happens is you're, like, going into autopilot with that stuff because you've got this vision in your head and you're trying to maintain the vision, right, and, like, do what you're doing and you're, like, you're ADHDing out on that stuff, right? You're, like, you're like it's oh, a that's picture the easy to me. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. And you're just, like... It's like the, the, like oh, we, we, you did opera or you put the in front of it just because that's the type of thing you would expect is the in front of it. And it just it, it was funny, but it was that poster's dope, man. So it makes sense. OK, my other three that I put on for uh, I love for, getting uh, that type of interaction, though. It's it's yeah. so funny when people yeah. from the movie interact anyways. But when they're busting your balls too, fuck, it's yeah. so good. Dude, you had Santa, the main actress. I both like it, and then the uh, the director who busts your balls about misspelling. <laughs> yeah, was that was a, a good one, good amount of interaction for, for yeah. one of my posters. 
Yeah, so the last three I have for honorable mentions, Hellraiser, Scream, and Watcher. So I loved all three of those. They were really good films, and I had a blast with them. It was just fucking putting this list together. It was fucking hard, man. It was like... Watcher was fucking it was, great. Yeah, it was. You would like was. that one, Kim. It's, the, it's not the Watcher, the show, right? No, it's, it's just no. Watcher. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's about a chick who moves to like uh, Romania with her husband because of, of a new job, and like... She doesn't speak and, the language. Yeah, and so isolation and whatever, but yeah, and a stalker, but nobody believes her. And yeah, it's it's really good though. So those Ooh, are those are okay. my just those tension. are mine. Yeah, it's it's one of those films that you just like it's still like I think the most tense movie we've done on this yes. pack podcast, Josh, was uh, a good woman is hard to find, which is like yes. the only movie that I've ever seen that's like, okay, we're gonna put our foot on your throat. It was just the anxiety start, the yeah, entire movie. Yeah, and then 90 minutes of just anxiety. And it it pulls off something that a lot of films, I think, couldn't, where it was like, okay, we're going to do this. And it like doesn't wear you out. Like You're like on the ride, you know? And it's, yeah, so. And that it's was got my the lead actress from It Follows, and she's just rad in everything. So Yep, yep. Yeah, Watcher does, yep, yep, yep. Which I didn't realize until Josh pointed out. It's the... That you're not like thinking of things like that. So I always um, okay. do. Yeah, I know you do. Okay. Let's move <laughs> on and let's move to number five. Josh, number five. This is the one that I think won't be on anyone else's list. And it's nowhere to be found on any list that I was looking uh yeah. online. And it's Smile. I I fucking loved I, that movie. Smile's on my list too. So. Okay, Smile's good. on my list. Yeah. Sweet. I, yeah. Okay. This one, I had a, an, a it was a weird <coughs> time at the the movie theater because, you know, you you're in a a time where you have to pick your seats. I picked the seat. There's just like it was filled with teenagers that just don't appreciate movie watching. <laughs> They're there to just be assholes to everyone in the theater and you know yep. one up each other. So I moved. Because they were so loud and moved into a seat that had like no armrest. And I was like, I don't even care. <laughs> and, but it was such a fun experience seeing it with an audience and yep. the amount of like crazy, I don't know, just anxiety this movie like induced yeah. was. Yeah. I loved it. It, we'll talk about it. It just, it doesn't like, it takes some, it mashes up some other films, but does it and executes really well. Well, and I just said it follows, yeah, and it's it yeah. follows, and yep. yeah, meets the ring or the ring, the yeah, any of the, the Japanese. It's got that very Japanese feel in it. Totally. Okay, Ken, your number five. Um, my number five was Smile. <sighs> nice. You guys are on the same page. <laughs> I put my Smile's farther up mine, to be honest, but like that's that's okay. Uh, uh but. Yeah. I was having a hard time. I, I didn't. Yeah, you know what? <clears throat> My top five is like two to five were hard. They were going like this, so I was just like, yeah. "Whatever, mm -hmm. that's it." <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I did. I'm like, I had I had 15 movies or so on this list. I was like pulling shit off to like yeah. like t take stuff off. I'm like, there's stuff, and there was stuff that like I was like I really enjoyed. Like I said, I, the Texas Chainsaw was there, and yeah, but like other stuff like like that and i'm like yeah you just can't put every there was just too many options this year um and i know that halloween made no one's list so 
Just, and I like that one a lot too. Yeah. Okay. My number five is Fresh. Um, really? Fresh was fucking. Yeah, I really liked Fresh. Um, <coughs> so uh, uh, Winter Soldier just being fucking the creepiest motherfucker in the world, and it also did something. Ooh, does that have him in it? Yeah, he's yeah. the. Uh, he's really. The bad I didn't guy even get a mention for me. Like I, I. It, it, it I really like, liked Fresh. It was that kind of film where it's like, it did what like Barbarian did. Where it yeah. sets up a film, it does something and then switches up on you, which I really enjoy when they do it well. So like that first like twenty minutes a half an hour of fresh is like a romantic comedy that turn like you know turns yeah. into like oh a I, fucking, I love that actually yeah. yeah I totally forgot about that like big one eighty turn the movie did yeah and it has yeah. like a whole nother like uh sequence like the movie's just starting. Like yep. you thought the movie started. No, the movie's starting now. Yeah, it's like it's awesome. half an hour in before the title yeah. scrolls, yeah. and you're just like, and Sebastian does fucking awesome. And then I forget what her name is. Let me see if I can find her name real quick here. Cause like I can't think of what her name was either. Cause she fucking killed it. Like she's one of those like actors that you're like, I don't know if I know her, but Holy shit, she good. It's Daisy Edgar Jones was the other. That yeah. name sounds familiar. She, let's see what else she's been in. Um, oh, known. Uh, Albion. She's been on a bunch of TV. But yeah, actually, I just I just watched uh, Violent Night instead of Die Hard on Christmas Eve, and yeah. that's a mention for sure. That was fun. I need to watch it and I was going to and then we got distracted like I dude we watched we watched like I had Die Hard on the night Christmas Eve and then I watched uh, Home Alone 2 on Christmas and and uh, Gremlins and all the stuff that like I'm Violent like, Night yes. was fun man it was a fun movie yeah I hear good things and it's just a just again it's a time thing for a lot of it because it's like yeah. you know, it, it's the whole like you can't pick every movie, a TV show you're watching with your significant other, right? So, like, you had to pick <laughs> the battles, right? Yeah. So, but, yeah, so not, that was number five was uh, <coughs> fresh for me. Um, no, I'll drop – let's do the back thing, and I'll go backwards from there. Number four, I kind of cheated. I picked X and Pearl. I put them on the same kind of thing. I did the same. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's a thing where, like – it. It's hard because, like, one, they were shot at the same time. So it's kind of that – it's got that thing that goes with it. But two, it's just, like, it's a Mia Goth uh, acting, like, like you know, just show off, man, and how fucking good she is. Um, Ty West, like, he kind of, like, went off and, like, kind of disappeared for a while because of Hollywood being Hollywood. But, man, that man has done such excellent horror. You go back to, like, you know uh, – But they were so it, different. House of the Devil. Yeah, they are, but see, they're, they're eight like got pearl for me. Yeah, I really just kind of like it was just the the I wanted <laughs> to talk about both of them, <laughs> and they're both like fucking really fantastic films. So that was kind of like the it, they feel like especially you know when we uh, we talked about this like after. Halloween Kills came out or before Halloween Ends came out, right? When you have that trilogy kind of thing going in there, right? You're getting like pieces of the film and the the oddity of how he did it with like putting X out and then like Pearl, which is a prequel. It makes sense once you've seen them, but like Star Wars. And now we got Matt. 
yeah, we got Maxine coming out next year, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and all this stuff. And they're just like these small, intricate little films where he builds up and he just lets Mia Goth <laughs> chew up scenery. I mean, the, I mean, it's that thing where Pearl has that monologue at the end, which is such an amazing piece of like, you know, her going off for, was it six minutes? I think it was the, the dialogue. Like the, the just the monologue just going. Beautiful. Yeah. And just killing it. And like, they, he's saying so much. Like he's saying, like, can you talk about it? Like when we talked about Pearl, like it's that like mental health, like thing of when before times and X does a lot about like when we were transitioning into like making porn in the country and like how like a lot of people are just like, ah, you know, in America, you know, Bibles and blah, blah, blah. And there's just so many good things to say and so many violent kills. And then they kind of like once after watching X, like you watch Pearl and you like, you're like, oh, like you see like the, uh, the pitchfork kills and all the stuff in the like transitions and the alligator and how the alligator stuff started and all that stuff. And you're just like, there's just so many good points in both those films and they kind of hold together. But like, I just, I basically had enough I wanted to talk about and I just I was connecting them. So that was my number four. I cheated X and Pearl, but they were the ones that I picked for number four. So Ken, number four. X and Pearl. <laughs> yeah. That's what she said. She did the same. Yeah. Oh yeah. I didn't know if it yeah. was her. It was for four. Okay, cool. Cool. Well, they'll, yeah. Go. What do you you want to you want to add anything else to that? Uh, shenanigans? I mean, mainly just that monologue at the end related it for me. Also, like the end where she's just like staring during the credits. That really yeah. like that just was like a big mind mess. But um, Pearl did such a good job without like trying to repeat everything you just said. But it did such a good job of bringing. And, and Smile did this as well, right? Where they both were like, here are mental health issues that people talk about and they're like oh yeah these are things that happen but then when they happen nobody listens yeah mm-hmm. and like they both do a good job of that whereas you know pearl is showcasing that as like oh god this would be terrible if it happened in the past smile does a great job of saying this shit happens maybe not necessarily exactly like that but it can feel like that and with nobody listening to you i think that in and of itself like if we define horror it's not always slash and you know and gore and everything which i mean is very obvious but um i think that those did an incredible job of showcasing that i i talk about like a lot on here but like why i like foreign horror is you get that in you get that look into what a country a culture is scared of right and like your point like that stuff is like showing mental health issues are a fucking real deal and like Mm -hmm. you can make some really high quality cinema with that like i can completely agree i just think ty west is just one of those guys who i think if he hadn't stopped for nearly a decade like doing horror movies he like would be more well known but that man has made some fucking high quality films like innkeepers the house of the devil all that stuff that are just like just he just builds tension better than most directors out there and it's like innkeepers made me like like clench my asshole for like an hour and a half or whatever it was like i loved it. that film yeah it it's fun. such a good film yeah cool josh number four my number four is the innocence nice that's a yeah that's another, I, another one that I, I yeah another one i didn't put on my f- list that i i probably should have it's just 
so many good films. Okay, what do you what was what do you appreciate about the Innocence, Josh? We really liked it when we talked about it on here. It but. was it was just one of those movies that I I, I judged a book by its cover because it had a really cool poster, and yeah. then we got introduced to just a bunch of kid actors that just fucking blew my mind. They were yeah. so good, and I we still don't know because you know they're all unknown actors because they're kids but they're it's also yeah. a foreign movie so <clears throat> um yeah. yeah like that one is like it, it it reminds me kind of of that uh what was that fucking bright burner whatever the like bright burn yeah yeah bright burn the like yeah s- the bad superman movie this one is like yeah. if uh if kids got like superpowers and it goes wrong type thing and it can get yeah. pretty horrific and yeah i don't know like this movie is like lighter on the horror but then there are parts that definitely make it a horror movie for sure um, i mean the leg scene that you and yeah. i like there was a couple of, uh and that the sadness hit that too right the, yeah. the, the the fucking arm scene but like where that kid fucking he goes psycho on everyone and you're just like, Oh no. He is such oh, a good no. villain too though. Yeah. And yeah. one of my favorite villains of the year, to be honest, like yeah. in like a movie that going up against movies like black Adam and other yeah. like actual superhero movies that are just so bloated with uh, money being thrown at them. And they're just not hitting any mark whatsoever. Whereas this one is such a low budget movie and they, they did all the special effects so well. I was yeah. I was blown away by this movie. It was wonderful. It, and it's like, I don't think enough people have seen it. And like, that, like again, it's like, <laughs> you said it. There's so many fucking, I didn't even think about that movie. And I was like, I was like. You know what damn. I did? I went to our what? website. Yeah. And I scrolled <laughs> what we watched and was like, yeah. oh yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah. That's a good, that's a good. Uh, I went through and uh, uh, we had uh, a Dread Horde put like the list of, uh, films in our murder moose on the disc on my discord and i went through that and just picked shit out and i'm like even that was fucking hard enough man and i'm just like god damn man god damn okay josh what is your number three then x just x so that's what yeah. i was saying like because we i i was adding a little bit to what you guys are saying and yeah. i just felt like x set and I think this is why he chose to do it first as well. Like it, it does set up the characters and it's, it's an, it it was just all around better film to me, not acting wise in comparison because Pearl and just that monologue scene was like some of better acting I've seen like in a long, long time. But X just as a full on like movie was just so entertaining and so badass, And the death scenes were fucking awesome unreal in it whereas pearl is more character driven piece and that's why it makes more sense to be the prequel because it's like hey wait a second you just got introduced to her let's now have the story of pearl right so it it makes sense and it's they're both just so well done but i feel like x is so good it's it's the thing where you don't going in you don't know about Pearl, right? And that's part of the you don't know about what Pearl is and what how fucking psychotic he, you don't have any clue. And that's part of that shock factor of, of Pearl of X. Like it's like this like 87 year old lady is like just fucking everyone up and you just go, 
what? Like it, and that's why X has that surprise factor added into it, right? So good. It is. Okay. What's yours? What's your number Kin three? Is next. Rot. Wait. Kin- oh, is is that uh, what we're doing? Kin. Yeah, we're. I, I'm just. I'm doing. Like, I'm cycling back and forth. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah. What, what was your doing. number three, Kin? <laughs> I don't either. Mine was nope. 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 So I. I saw someone can this I want to like I want you to talk about it but I saw someone pointing out that Nope is actually a movie about Hollywood and how it sucks you up and spits you out and like just and I'm like it makes you look at Nope like completely different but I'm like and that's another film I didn't even think about that's how fucking insane this year was it was like Nope was number seven for me it was really hard because that one was like it started like third and then just got bumped down. All I was like, yeah. "Holy shit, what is happening to Nope?" I thought it was going to yeah. be way up there too. So it's kind of yeah. weird. Yeah, I mean, I didn't put that comparison together about it being like Hollywood, Hollywood, but one hundred percent that would make sense. Uh, I don't know if that's um, what. Oh my gosh, his name just slipped my mind. I feel Jordan really Peele. dumb tonight. I apologize. What? <laughs> Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele. Yeah, I don't know if that's what he was like trying to articulate with it but it it definitely gave that feel the there's one scene in it without spoiling anything that was so reminiscent of war of the worlds to me that i like when it happened i was like this is this is beautiful it's beautiful and i love just the cinematography and it is incredible oh, yeah. the use oh, of yeah. like they did imax colors, cameras almost like, like the entire time it's yeah. stunning. And I do like the fact that it's an attempt to do horror in a different way. And I think that that's what's maybe that's what's been really kind of like drawing me this year is just seeing it through different perspectives. And I think that that attempt was great because it definitely wasn't like the same yeah. stuff that we're regurgitating every year. And I really enjoyed it. And that so. ape scene. Holy shit. My I was oh, like, yeah. oh, yeah, the chimpanzee the, just yeah, yeah, not yeah, just chimpanzee. fucking everything up. Yeah, it well, that whole it it's that thing where Jordan Peele, like, regardless of how you hit on like certain things about his movies, like the weird the moment of like the ending of Us has always been like I don't know if he nailed the, the landing on it. Like there was a stumble in my mind at least, but like. It was you Twilight watched- Zone, man. It was just yeah. like the first episode of the Twilight Zone series he was yeah. producing. That's all it felt yeah. like to me. It's, it's us and Nope and and uh, Get Out all are very different, but he's always like Get Out. Yeah, Get Out is. Oh. It's as a filmmaker how he sees cinema and how he sees horror and how he does all this stuff. He just goes, "This motherfucker is so goddamn talented," and like, I I think that. Nope, and us have had this happen too, where he loses people because he's too artistic. Like he loses people for like them not quite understanding it and getting on that page and going. I I think expectations have a lot to do with it. Like I think I think people expected an alien movie in Nope, but not what he gave them. You know what I mean? That it was they expected. uh, a hand job, and then he just came and like kind of just cupped the balls. Yep. But well, I kind of liked that. That was think. I think that's why I liked it so much yeah. because same. It that's why wasn't... I, I was like, 
at the end when I saw it, I was just like, every, I know so many people that are going to just fucking hate this movie. And that's yeah. what yeah. makes me love it even more because he went all in with it. He was like, yeah. you know what? Mm-hmm. Fuck you. I'm doing this. Ha ha. Look it. And I'm still doing it. I'm still doing it. I'm still doing it. And I love yeah. the cast he pulls for his yeah. movies. They are so incredible. I yeah. love them. He does a thing too, which I appreciate, where he has like high quality actors and he goes, okay, you could just chew up scenery not even having much dialogue. Uh, what's his name? The main actor. Like, has, like, barely says anything during the whole fucking movie. Nope. And his, while, while his sister, <laughs> yeah, exactly. While his sister is just like chewing up being the sassy sister and like, it just, everyone gets to do what I think Rod's to hungry. Do. He wants to chew on something. <laughs> okay. My number three was Smile. So you guys have both had Smile on there. Josh is like, I didn't think anyone was going to have Smile on there. Um, I uh, I think that a lot of the things that have stood out to me with films this year were the quality of jump scares in some of these films. Oh, my God. Smile had the just best like, jump scares I've seen in years. I There was a film that had better ones in my mind that is higher up on my list, but... But yes, it did. It, it had some. I I know the what you're talking with, about, but yeah, the 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 scene with the psychiatrist walking over the couch. Oh, so good! It just I was like, stands, no, yeah, don't. <laughs> that stands out in my mind and shit. Like, like that movie makes dropping like a like a glass in the kitchen horrifying. Like just horrifying, and it stole it stuff from the best movies. Yeah. So it just did it really well. It, it does that thing where it it this I think Smile feels like the most Japanese American horror movie that I've seen yep. in a while. It 100%. Because it does it does that thing where it's just like atmosphere and like things that aren't like they don't ever have to explain. They don't have to like, you know, hand out the details. They don't have to do all this stuff and they just fucking let you go along for the ride and go have fun because that's what it is. It's a fucking. It it, it does. It, I think it, our number two and number ones might be the same. Uh maybe I don't know. I probably I know I'm, our number I'm, ones are probably all the same after talking to you both. You guys. No, no, no. It. Me and you at least. Oh, number two yeah. and number one. I think are the yeah. same. Yeah. I know my uh, number two is different than yours, but yeah, my number one is probably the same. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I know. I know you and I have the same because the, the the how we've been talking about these things the last couple months. Okay, let's go to number two. My number two is the black phone. Oh, so, okay, it's completely different. Completely yeah. different. Mine thing. is too. Yeah. See, mine is the black phone. I I think that the black phone as a horror film, Scott Derrickson killed it yet again for me. Uh it he takes that Joe Hill story who learned everything from his father, obviously, and just does this fucking killer story where it is got like kind of two things going on at the same time. You got like crime investigation, which is like an episode of CSI or something like that. But that's what I always say with those. And that's why I couldn't put it higher. Like it was so well done, but it was still, it was like those types of movies are just an episode of CSI for me for some reason, but it's so well done. the kid stuff in that film oh, I and know. how well, how well, like the sister is one of my favorite characters in horror. The whole, th- she, she's a little sister from fucking Psycho Gorman. And 
who is yes. one of the best characters in horror ever. But the sister is fucking amazing, and the the shit with like him and the fucking and like his friend and like those other the phone calls with the fucking victims are just heartbreaking so and but so good. Yes, and you're sitting there going, I like it just and it like it all builds up to that fucking scene where he goes ham on Ethan Hawke, the grabber. Yep. And it's just. When you just when he's like just kicking the shit out of him there at the end, it's just one of those things. Where you're like, I think I went vis- like audibly was like, yeah, like I was like fucking stoked because it fucking like builds up to that. It's such a rewarding conclusion to that film, and it's I know Josh, I know, I know, I know. It the ending is a little too happy for you, but they've it, it didn't feel like a horror movie. <laughs> it felt like a fucking like. I don't know, like an episode of CSI or something. So I was like, eh. But there's ghost children. Ghost children. Ghost children. I don't know. I, I fucking loved it. And it I, was like. I didn't say I didn't love it. It still made I know. my list, but just not I know. that high up. Yeah. Okay, Ken. Well, you said you're, you're number two. You're going to go back to you uh, uh, anyway. So go talk about the Black Phone. I really enjoyed the Black Phone. I thought that um, the, like you said, the child actors were incredible. The the main kid in that movie did such a great job. I loved talking to you guys about um, Ethan Hawke and his choice to kind of like chill on horror because he didn't want to be like pigeonholed into it. it was really cool. Uh, I thought he did an incredible job. Um, and to be able to put forth as much emotion as well as like acting skill while still wearing so much on his face that covered it it wasn't like you know like face paint or whatever like this this covered like i thought that was great i loved the balloon scenes so much yeah Uh, i think overall i really enjoyed and that was another one that i felt like the concepts were different maybe I, I mean like I am a little bit partial to Joe Hill and Stephen King and I have been for years so yeah. maybe that's part of it but I thought that they did a great job with it Scott Derrickson knows horror man like he really really knows horror like the man has done like it's he's one of those directors that like I think because he went out and got to do Doctor Strange like maybe but like you look at his back catalog and things like you know the exorcism of Emily Rose and like Sinister, like Sinister is one of those films that gets brought up as like one of the scariest movies the last 20 years all the time because it's so fucking creepy. And we go back to Ethan Hawke. Right. And like people, they're like, I feel it's like people so go off, up. but it's about yeah. kids again too. Right. Like that. Yeah. 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 And that lawnmower scene will forever be one of those like, but like, yeah, it, kids, kids are horrifying, man. And like, you could be, it's I think you go back to like, you know, we've had you talk about X Files, you talk about you know, things like Twilight Zone, you talk about like things that you go back to Stephen King stuff like uh Children of the Corn. Like y- you have horrifying children and it's like, Oh, okay, we have this. I mean, we had the Orphan First Kill came out this year, which is another one that's like not about children, but it is, you know, kind of thing. Um and it's just like it's that it's that like unexpected like you don't expect evil out of children, right? Children are supposed to be good and and you know. Yeah. But at the same time, they're terrifying. I yeah. don't know. I I have like this weird 
I always loved kids. I always wanted kids. And now that I'm older, I'm like, man, kids are fucking scary. Yep. You know what they're going to do. They're unpredictable. <laughs> no, you know, no. Like in, in, general, in real life, too, like, Josh. <laughs> in general. Okay, Josh, what was your number two? Terrifier 2. Nice. I'm going full horror. Like, it's so, I don't know. Like, to see the first one and it just be like a completely indie, almost like, you know, it, it's the introduction to this new slasher character that is terrifying and has such a good look to him. Terrifier 2 is just so fun. And I keep thinking about it. And I'm just yeah. I'm obsessed with the this this year and the introduction of so many good final girls, like new final girls that yeah. we we've never seen before. And she was my favorite of the year. Second favorite would probably be uh Christmas Bloody Christmas, like for new introductions of final girls, yeah. like like she was rad, but Terrifier 2 just had one of the best, like, final girls. Yeah. Uh, new introduction. Scream 2, like, it, it has, you know, Dude, awesome pray. final girls, too. Yeah, so, I don't Praise. know. We're, yeah, we're, it's... We're in this there's... new era of horror, and it's going to be uh, a great future because 2022 fucking happened. Seriously. Yeah. I... I'm really curious when they go into Maxine and what Mia Goth gets to do after now she's been the villain, the the final girl and, and the villain at the same time. And yeah. I have a feeling that Maxine's going to fuck some shit up in this film. Like she's going to be the problem in this film. So like maybe not, but like it's, we're going jumping like five years in the future. They said, so I don't know. Yeah. There's a lot, man. And it's like, they've, you're right. The the girl in the Terrifier Two fucking kills it. Like, her so design good. is awesome. Her act, like, but yeah, it's like Christmas play Christmas. That girl is so fucking punk rock and so dope yep. in that film, and just does dialogue like like a fucking like the best. Like she just kills it. There's just she so chews many, it up. Yeah, <laughs> there's just so many high quality uh, final girls and just characters in horror this year. And I as I. I obviously I think we're all we've all landed on the same film for number one unless I'm completely losing my mind. Um, number one, Barbarian, number one. Wolf of Wall Street. Wolf of- <laughs> I'm just kidding. Debbie does Dallas. What? No. no, yeah, I yeah I had Barbarian as number one. Kim is- I had Barbarian yeah. as one. Yeah, yeah, I knew it. I knew it was going to be. It, it's it's unanimous with every person. What? And I said this earlier on too. I was like, I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to say it too early. I compiled the list, and it was number one the entire time. There was no, yep. no stopping it. I that movie, <coughs> it it stood out to me on a level because one, it it did the same thing that I talked about earlier. Where it was like it sells you one thing, and then you get in, and it's complete. Like you get fucking genres. You get your rug pulled out from you. Like a third of the way in and then again. And it's just like, but it's so dude. I think I fucking like, I went and saw barbarian by myself and was like, at some point was like, 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 <laughs> because of a, that's what I was that, like with smile. Yeah. But also uh, barbarian. Yeah. The, the scares. And I kid, I knew, I knew you were going to have barbarian number one. Cause after you saw it, you were like, 
you were like barbarian, barbarian, bar-, and I'm like, yes, yes, Ken, yes. And it's uh. so funny because everybody's like, it's well, not everybody, but a lot of people were like, it's not even that good. It's good, but like, it's not as good as you're making it. And I'm like, listen, motherfucker, that was like the <laughs> best movie this year. Okay, yeah. yeah, it's probably not as good as it is in my brain, but I loved it. So hmm. what? And what's Ken? What what does matter? What matters in your brain? Your brain. <laughs> That's yeah, <all> the- <laughs> dude. It's funny, man, because I compare this year to last year, and it's that weird thing where people shit all over Malignant last year, even though Malignant was fucking awesome, and then people are like, oh, Barbarian's just Malignant because it's just batshit crazy, and I'm like, what? why don't you people, yeah, why don't you people- Barbarian's nothing like Malignant. It's, it's, no, I, it's got a- it's got a I don't give a fuck kind of attitude yeah, yeah. where it goes ba- batshit crazy. Like when you have it goes a all eight in. Foot, yeah, when you have a ten foot tall naked breastfeeding lady who who, who makes mama mama <laughs> and makes bottles with fucking creepy ass fucking hair, which still might be the creepiest thing in that whole fucking movie for like the fucking press kits. Oh, but yeah. like that movie is just. From the main actress just killing it, the like uh, Pennywise comes in. That's I think still might be my favorite thing that they did in that film, where they just make you think Pennywise is the fucking problem. Of course. Well, not only that, but there's that scene where he's like uh, something about that he's not a monster. Does he look like a monster or something? And I was like, well, Towson, we're good. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. It. It's. And then you have fucking what do you call him? Um, what's his name? Uh, Justin Long. Uh, yeah, Justin Long comes in <laughs> and is just like, he, Justin Long does punchable so like. Yeah. I, he truly does. Like that's the best. I I I don't like Tusk at all, but he fucking sells like that arrogant douche in that movie, just like he sells arrogant douche in uh, Barbarian, but like. I get jump scared all the time. Like I, if if a jump scare is done and well and executed well, I get jump scared. But that movie, like, I having like that visceral reaction to the jump scares in the the, the tunnels are just like because they do the thing. Talk about it here all the time, all the fucking time. You are going to get more out of me with my imagination than you are showing shit. Yeah. And they let you just use your they let your imagination go ham in barbarian. They just let you go, okay, okay, here's this. And they fucking go it it embraces the absurdity of the entire film, which is what I that's what it has in, in common with malignant. It embraces a a bonkers premise and just runs with it and it treats it like the premise that like like that it's a real premise right it's because it is yeah I, you know what i mean ken <laughs> talk about barbarian because it was also your number one so go 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 i just really i i i think that i probably wouldn't have loved it as much had i known about the switch at the end like i think Going into it very just, and that's something that I love doing video game wise, movie wise, whatever. I like going and not knowing anything about what Mm -hmm. I'm getting into. I've been doing Um, that for years. Oh, it's so good. Um, 
So I think that swap was really cool for me. It also like definitely hits on a bit of like horror personal issue that like I've been a, I know that I keep relating back to stuff, but that's probably why anyway, um, yeah. like because we were traveling so much um, with HG in and out of the hospital and staying in random places that like that fear was always in the back of my head that there was, you know, and they've, there's been a lot of movies that have come out in the last year horror based that are, um, you know, based around Airbnbs and hotels and all these problems. So, I think that it kind of hit there. So that was a big thing for me. Again, I just, I love the concept and I love the relatability of the beginning because it does, you know, you're like, oh, well, what what do I do in this situation? And to me, everybody was like, oh, she's so dumb. But in my mind, I was like, I mean, she, I thought she handled things relatively well for yeah. being in the position she was in. So I feel like it was really relatable, even as obtuse as it becomes. I thought that sh that it was just well done because it was so off the wall and it was funny, but it was scary. And Justin Long, like. The, uh, the, and the, I like have always had kind of a crush on Justin Long. Well, so I mean, like nothing major, I've, but I've always I loved him too like all the way back like every i've seen like every one of his movies but when he pulls out the fucking tape measure it totally personifies his whole character in that one thing because he and he's like moving the like dog cages out of the way and stuff <laughs> yeah. like what the fuck man you're so dead in the <laughs> in the bloody bedroom yeah. with the bucket and he's just like measuring and googling can i get yeah. more money for this like is, is this square footage dungeon cave like yeah it also does a great job of relating to like some pretty hardcore issues that are definitely have been in the oh, yeah. bigger forefront over the years like with me too and everything else going on i think it does a really good job of showcasing like at first you're like Oh, you know, well, and then he says what he says at the bar and you're like, oh, you are gross and I do not like you. Like, yeah, I think it does a really good job of showcasing that. Yeah. It Also, one of the things I love about the film is that it makes it actually ends up being like scarier during the daytime, like mm -hmm. above ground. Like when she shows up to that house and you don't see much, it's like, OK, this is a little you're like. And yeah. then you see what's around it, Round and you're like, it. "Oh my god!" Uh, and, and I gotta say, any movie that has someone getting ripped in half, come on, so yeah. good. <laughs> well, it's that thing where they let uh, what's his name? Um, uh, he has that like a really smaller part of the film. Um, the guy in the basement. Um, what's his name? I can't. The oh one he, yeah, uh, I know you're, who you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, it is Richard Brake. Yeah, he's just terrifying. He's in that film for like ten minutes, and fucking the scene with him walking through the grocery store, like oh god, and you're just like, oh, okay. I this love guy the story that he tweeted. He's like, I just had the best encounter ever. I went and yeah. finally saw Barbarian by myself in theaters, and I was getting up to leave at the end, and these girls recognized me. Oh my God! It's the guy from the film, and they screamed and ran out of the theater. He's like, "Best interaction ever!" Because <laughs> that's awesome. That man does creepy better than almost he was such anyone a nice working dude, right though. there. Yeah, like, one of the yeah. nicer people that I've ever met is him. Yeah. yeah, 
Which well, is, I think it's why his bone structure. He's got a very like intense, but also like sharp bone structure that immediately makes you like. Yeah, he's got that face where you're just like, what? Huh? He could be really oh. cool, or he could yeah. destroy my existence. That's that's why I fucking him. One like the best zombie Rob Zombie things. My one of my favorite is that opening of Thirty One, where it's all black and white, and it's just him in the, that makeup, and it's just fucking him being creepy as shit and it's the best yeah. part of that entire film and you're just like this motherfucker can just do it. and like whenever zombie uses him he's just horrifying and it's just like that like you just see somebody who it's like it's like Hannibal Lecter right like Hannibal Lecter's only in like 10 minutes of fucking Silence of the Lambs isn't it like or it's like mm-hmm. it's and he won an Oscar then, for it didn't he yeah it was like 11 Listen minutes more for 10 minutes but yeah it's not very long and he, yeah. he gets that you just you're able to fucking sell your character and sell how incre- incredibly creepy you are, and just in that short amount of time, and you're just like, fuck. And I will never forget that that movie turned like the Kool Aid Man into a fucking like real life horror scene where that <laughs> yes. bitch busts the wall. She's like, oh yeah, she give me your yeah. arm, yeah. rip, yeah. <laughs> and it it also does that thing where it fucks with you. Like it does it more than once, but like the. You kind of think that the homeless dude is like the problem, and he's not, and he's just trying to help him out. Like that movie, just like it's like bait and switch. You expect, yeah, it's like the, mm-hmm. you're expecting a straight punch to the jaw, and you get a uppercut instead, and you, and so you or you just get your head it. smashed into a wall, you know? What yeah, the- that also, yeah. <laughs> so it just, it just such it embraces the absurdity of horror, and just it's so much fun, and just it, and I love that the, does, the writer director was the comedian from the whitest kids you know like yeah he's a comedian he's like yeah, yeah. like what it was we talk about it all the time and we talked about it, you 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 talked about nope you nope is on your list it's that sense of timing is so it transitions from core to comedy and that's why jordan peele knows it does it so well it's why danny mcbride has been yeah doing all this horror stuff and it's he hasn't been doing it as well as other those ones, but he's still been pretty successful, right? Like, say what you say about how the Halloween trilogy of this of the last you know five years, but it's made fucking Blumhouse the a trick shit ton is of money to stay alive, Rod. Yeah, it is. It is. That is the trick. You want to stay alive, and you want to not like become Michael Myers and get. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I think. Uh, See, I, I think Josh. I think I didn't like. I uh, I want to talk about you. I think you thought I was gonna go down with Terrifier two. I think Terrifier two had that thing with me where I really enjoyed the film, but it was that thing where people were like selling it and selling it and selling it and oh my god, it's the most extreme thing ever! Ah, for like for wh- it I, wasn't it extreme. Took, I know, I didn't but, like, find the, it extreme. I really loved it though. Like it was fucking. Fun. I really enjoyed it. The other thing that drove me crazy about it was the night I watched it in the internet issue. Uh, I was having you're going to hate that kinda, movie forever. It's going to, yeah, it's it kind of fucked with my experience. Although I really, also, the one thing with that film that probably kept it, like, like that really did get it, like, with me, was it was too long, man. You don't need a slasher, even with, like, the, the central part of it it is wasn't so that quality. long it just took you five it hours to watch h- it no it was 
<laughs> two hours and 15 minutes or whatever. Two hours and 20 minutes. Every movie was, coming out nowadays is over two hours, man. No, it's not. Not for horror. Everything we've talked about is less than t- two hours or less. Oh, here goes. Here he goes. Here he goes. Yeah. No, it's just... <laughs> you fucking edit your movie, He's dude. chewing. You did not, He's chewing. You did not need to be two hours and 15 minutes or whatever the fuck it was. <laughs> Don't do Listen, that. Listen, I mean, we've had that conversation, though, about movies being over two hours. Sometimes it's like a really good thing. Now, there are yeah. a lot of movies that just like grind into hell. Um, I was listening to last podcast on the left the other day, and they were talking about a movie that I can't even remember which movie it was. But they were talking about that it was like two and a half hours long. Nope. It's not last podcast on the left. I was listening to people talk about the Star Wars uh, holiday feature. Um, oh, yeah. But so they were talking about, but like, I mean, movie times, as long as it's done well, I think yeah. like that's because we talked a lot about that with Dr. Sleep, that yeah. Dr. Sleep, I personally loved it, but I had read the book so I could kind of see through context clues, whereas people who hadn't read the book probably didn't know. But then once you guys watched the director's cut, yeah. it made a lot more sense to people. I think having that ability is really important because, yeah, they can extend past that, but please don't overstay your welcome. Yeah. Well, Avatar it's, was over three hours, and I saw that late and was like, you know what? Like, it was good. It didn't need to be three hours, though. You have yeah. four other ones apparently coming out. Like, come on, man. I have no interest in seeing Avatar. <laughs> I don't either. But it's almost made a billion dollars, so it's going to be... Uh, it's I thought going. it needed like $10 billion to break even or something Supposedly wild. it's like $2 billion to break even, but yeah, it's yeah, an a lot of money. Of money. I don't know, man. I I just think that there was a thing where that movie was so disconnected from the Hollywood system that they didn't have someone in there like editing down scenes, like five seconds here, ten seconds there, and that added Terrifier? up to like yeah, Terrifier too. Yeah, and that just I it's that little thing where it's like with the movie this year with how good horror was. It's little things like that, like that fifteen extra minutes, like the uh, the the experience I had watching it, which wasn't the movie's fault. It kind of like soured me a little bit. It's just little things like that. And you're just like it, the films were so good this year that you're just like, I I I just wanted it this list to be horrific. Yeah, it's okay, man. And I, a lot, of, I, and even like having innocence on there, it's like not very horrific, and it's, but I. You know, even like the black phone, it, it it was almost not a horror movie to me. It was like it was a mystery yeah. movie and like a a cop mystery movie with yeah. little elements it, of like ghosty horror. But like they would do that in CSI now. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's okay. So we did we did Old Boy pretty early on in the podcast, and Old Boy is that thriller thing, but it's just got such hor- horrendous elements to it, right? Like, and right. that's like one of the reasons why I love that film so much because of those horrendous elements. I don't know, man. It, it doesn't. It was there were so many things that like how you file and sort these films this year. Like, it means but a my lot, favorite man. movie of the year still is everything everywhere all at once it's not a horror movie yeah. but like you know that would be my other list Dude. outside of horror everything everywhere all at once is the best movie made in 2022 hands down i've already rewatched it well, three times and i can't got, w- wait to watch it again it's got jamie lee curtis and it's got a butt plug that yeah. gives you superpowers so i mean all the, all the things that you need and a black bagel but yeah that movie is 
probably the best. That movie made me fucking cry, man, because it's of the- It's so the, good. And, the, and <laughs> it is so wonderful, and it's so, like, seeing a short round from uh, Indiana Jones back yeah. in, in, in Goonies and doing everything, and he now He better be nominated. I, I think- I think that movie's gonna be nominated for so many awards, and I hope they it just sweeps and just yeah. shows that indie movies are killing it, and everyone should fucking go out and see fucking indie movies. Dude, I I say, and I it makes so much sense that watching that movie, like how close Swiss Army Man was, and I keep I've said this on this podcast with me, the ending of that up until that ending of that film it was one of my favorite movies like all like that movie was like one of my favorite movies of all yeah. time and they just like they they went down to for their landing and they like those bumps they like, made you like, feel great <laughs> they made you feel real bad have you seen swiss army man ken have i seen which swiss army man no it's, With Daniel Radcliffe and and it's so uh, ridiculous. Oh, well then. And what's his name? Um, the guy who just played the Joker, uh, or not the Joker, uh, the Riddler in the new Batman movie, the Batman. Like, he, dude, that movie is so good, and you feel so good throughout it. And it's another movie that has mental health, like, oh yeah, things in it. And it's the same directors as uh, everything always, uh, everything everywhere, all at once. And it's hilarious. But that ending, yeah, that ending is just like. It's it's, uh, it's, it's like good. it's like you have the best dinner of all your life, and while you're f- like eating the last bite, someone walks over. But it and has shits, to come back down to shits. reality at some point. I know. And when I it know, does, but, you don't like it. Yeah, it's they shit directly into your mouth while you're chewing that last bite. <laughs> it's like you're like, oh, this meal was so. Good. Oh, but it makes you <laughs> makes you think about the whole movie now. Yeah, I know. I need to watch it again. I haven't watched it the th- since the theater because, but. I just I I remember going. I love. Oh no, <laughs> no! I, I that fire the fireplace where they're sitting around the campfire in that movie and like towards the very end and you're like oh my god they're like you, they taught you so many lessons and then that and you're like. Uh, uh, Rod sat yes. on his own thumb right after he saw that movie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Josh, Josh, okay, Our, I'm, we had a lot of similarities in our list, and it makes me happy. Um, Josh, I want to ask, you wanted to talk about your most disappointing film of 2022, horror film. Yeah. I, I Let me just point out real quick with mine, because I, I it wasn't me, but Mad God, or whatever the fuck that movie was called. Yeah, it's Mad God. It was Mad God. It was Mad God. I... I need to take Adderall before watching it. I I understand it was such a well done movie, but oh god, that was my kryptonite. That movie was everything that I can't pay attention to in a film. There's no like, dialogue. Yeah, and artistically it was brilliant, but oh, like I man, it. I'm like, it's like going to the Louvre and like going, just seeing the weirdest piece of art ever that you don't understand. You're like. And you're like, the critics are like, oh my God, this is like the most beautiful piece of art in the world. And they're like, it looks like And the someone... director liked my, he, yeah, yeah. He interacted with my poster on that one too. It looks like he someone had it. diarrhea yeah. on a board. And that I was loved the, that I don't movie. know. I just, I, 
That was an interesting uh, yeah. conversation. That was a really interesting conversation we had about that. And I'm glad yeah. it went back to back because the next week or the week before we saw my worst crimes of the future. And fuck, I just I don't I don't appreciate body horror as just a subgenre of horror. It's just fucking annoying to me. I don't know. I, yeah. It's just not horror. It's just boring. I don't know. It's 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 surrealist too, which is not something yeah. that is easy to get through, especially if you go in and you're like, "What?" Cuz I I talked about it the the killing of a sacred deer is still one of the strangest movies I've ever seen and that was the first time I I had to I was like, "What the fuck is with this movie?" And they're like, "This is surrealist." I'm like, "Okay." And then you see you see uh, Yeah, Crimes surreal. I wanted to turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> I I I really like Cronenberg. I think his he's he's doing weird shit now just because he can and doesn't. It's a Cronenberg film. It's a Cronenberg. Oh, great! It's a Cronenberg. I'm dude. I am I am stoked. His son's got a horror movie coming out next year that I'm very excited for. So, is it? Was there anything that you kind of got disappointed by this year, Ken? You don't have to, like, if there's nothing I'm you want to talk about. dunking it's not... on that movie one more time. <laughs> I mean, I, I had one that I wasn't particularly thrilled with just because I felt like it missed so many marks and it had a lot of opportunities to showcase different elements. So I was very disappointed with they, them, because not only did it miss the mark on... I think what it was really trying to portray as as far as the LGBTQ plus community, I think it like it didn't hit either mark. Like you would get somewhere and it would just die or like there were all these like really awkward moments that I thought that I think they thought were going to like break it up to make it like fun and lighthearted. But at the same time, it was kind of like you just completely glossed over this really important moment to do this but it just wasn't it wasn't scary it was predictable it did a poor job of trying to do what i think it really wanted to do i was just i don't know i didn't like it yeah and i I felt bad when i first thought it i was like oh this isn't but then i looked online and a lot of people were like we don't like it either and i was like okay cool cool cool. it's not just me (laughs) i i haven't seen it but the way you talk about it it reminds me how another movie i avoided was the 2019 black christmas and or or 2020 whatever the fuck it came out it was like it was trying to use social issues to do a horror movie but didn't like nail the mark on everything yeah Yeah. and you just like when you when you front load a movie and it's like oh we'll attach this to that Okay, let's just do that then. And it's just yeah. like no, like that that's well, not the point. I think of- like if they would have chosen to really put in the forefront the the horror of what that movie is about as far as like, you know, the in case you don't know, it's, you know, the camps that are like the conversion camps and conversion yeah. therapy and whatnot. If they would have really focused on that, like just ran with that element. I think it could have been terrifying. They didn't yeah. need to bring in, like they needed to focus on one or the other and they tried to mesh, but they did not mesh well. It's like yeah. they just completely missed 
So it sounded it sounded like from everything I heard about that film that like if they would have just made Kevin Bacon the villain uh, of the film, like who's the conversion guy, right? The counselor, they would have been way more successful. And instead of they were trying to like make social commentary while trying to make a horror a slasher film at the same time, which it sounds like the film like because it was on like streaming, right? And like I, it didn't sound particularly like wasn't it like Peacock? I think yeah, so. I think so. And then they didn't like nail any of the horror elements. I heard it was boring. It's not scary at all. It's just like you can make social commentary while talking horror. We've talked about that already tonight with our list. But you can't like just do that and not make it a scary movie or like not make it a, like, an entertaining movie. You just like you have to. It, it just feels like you're like just trying to make a point, but you're not making a point, right? I mean, it's- they they definitely tried to do like a bait and switch. They definitely tried to do like all these different things. If they would have left, because Kevin Bacon does feel like the villain. He does a great yeah. job of like this weird, like sketchy, gross, makes your skin crawl kind of situation. But like it, they went a completely different route. And like his acting at the end of that movie was terrible it was so bad it was painful like if you if you look up cringe it should probably be there (laughs) like it just was not it wasn't it was like that the actors were great there's nothing negative about the actors it's just something about that writing and overall was just it it yeah it it was like we live in a world, man, and you guys both know it. Like where the fucking people, like especially in this country, in America, where you you say you have pronouns, people go oh, like, yeah, and it's like that. But you could do it, like you could do it tastefully. Like they have the whole thing where like they them were the license plates for uh, the the twins in the Chucky series this year, like because they're like you know non-binary and all that stuff, and they did that and they did it tastefully. But you go back to who's doing it you have a, a a a gay man writing that script who you know who's always kind of included that you know that kind of the, that kind of content and his stuff and it's been in all the i mean not all of them but like they really heavily focused on it in the last few few right like with uh see to chucky and it's like see to chucky is one of those films that like i not a very good movie, but like that movie also represents a lot and it means a lot to a lot of the people in, in the LBGQT uh, community. And it's like, and like because of the representation, right? And like, it, it's just like you have to embrace it fully and do that stuff right to you know to get that stuff. And when you don't, it, it sounds like it comes out like they them did, and and, and it's just like you, you have to nail it and you have to. It's just it's a hard subject to approach. I've heard right. it, well, like I said, when I was going through this, I saw it as like definitively across the internet. That's the worst movie to come out <laughs> this year. So yeah. it's not just yeah. they missed the mark. They fucked up big and they're on a lot of lists yeah. for fucking up pretty big. So good yeah. job, Peacock. Woo! Worst Way movie to go, of the Peacock. Year. Ten out of ten. <laughs> Man, there was so many good films this year, though. Man, it was, this was way like I I started like a couple hours before we were starting the podcast. I'm like, fuck, this is hard. Yeah, like same. this is hard. And Deanna's I bet you sitting tomorrow- next to me, and I'm like, she's like, oh, don't you have the podcast? And I was like, oh shit, I didn't make a list. <laughs> oh fuck. Yeah. I spent all week thinking about it, and then I was like, okay, these are what I want on the list. And then HT was working on something for the stream, and I was like. 
fuck, I didn't actually write it down. I should probably write these down. And then I was like, oh, damn it. I have too many. I got to cut some out. <laughs> yes. Um, but it was what man, kind of question was, is that? <laughs> this podcast? Yeah, you but I've funny. been thinking about it all year anyways. But yeah, yeah. like as soon as I see it. Well, I I, That's why I had to do weird. the 10 because like it was too yeah. hard not to see in because as soon as like like i wanted nope on top five then it was like no i can't be there and then it was like <laughs> i wanted black phone on top five and i was like but it can't not be talked about and it can't just be in yeah. mentions so i had to like compile the actual top 10 in order for my yeah to for me to feel okay about my choices but it's funny because i feel like this might have been the most focused episode of murder moose ever because it's it, yeah. the list makes it adhd at the same time <laughs> <laughs> totally it, it totally like, was this one felt very it, like but we had like this is like if we had more of a structure to the show we would we would do it yeah structure. but that's the, the problem is that that would require us not being us and yeah. that's going to be a problem so. i'm structured and no, no i'm not no. Uh <laughs> can it's why we love you because you're you um yeah, this is shit. it this is it. Yeah, man. This is 2022, fucking... guys. I fucking love yep. you guys. Seriously. 2022. Seriously. This has been Hope. like for Dude, we got for this. Like, uh, here's the mushy part. Like, I, I've always appreciated, uh, you know, and Game Dad's like been reaching back out and stuff. So, like, just the Twitch community and meeting the cool people that I have through it and stuff. I just I'm so happy that I have this as part of my life with. It's yeah. the one constant that I can like know. I it's like it's it's almost therapeutic, right? Cuz I get to do the movie thing that I love and I get to hang out with fucking people that I love and talk about movies. It's fucking great. It's yeah, yeah. love it. It's always one of my favorite parts of the week and it really is and it's like it, I I love hanging out with you guys and bullshitting about horror which I love so much and it's just like I'm so glad Ken came on and just fucking instantly bonded and like became such a like it was like at the point where like yeah ken's part of the show here she is because she's fucking awesome and so it's like and it's it's why like ken it was like, like i was like as soon as i started hanging out in her community like then the last year the beginning of this year i'm like i love this woman and she's like fucking dope and like has that sense of humor that goes along with everything and then you came and did the podcast and it was fucking awesome yep and it's been awesome ever since man so it's been fucking awesome and i'm glad everything is uh it's been like man it's been such an awesome year we've done a lot of episodes i mean another year where we didn't miss any episodes i mean i to this point josh the only episode we ever missed the whole time we've done the show was when i got covid <laughs> and so that's like the only episode we ever missed um but fucking yeah covid um, that's impressive yeah we yeah like, yeah we think missed, about that that is wild one week and then i think at one point we did and we did a bonus episode where we like we ranked josh and i did our like favorite chris or halloween movies so we made like it as up. a side yeah so we we've actually have the right a number of episodes too so it's like yeah there's <laughs> <laughs> so Yo, that's um, awesome. You guys did such a great job with that. 117 episodes, guys. It's a lot. It's a lot. That's man. We're getting, so many. We'll do 150 next year, man. That's how many. We got like 30, 30, uh, three, uh, 32 more episodes and we'll be there. So, um, I, Is there anything you guys, 
are interested in reaching out and doing because like I know next month we have in January we have some new stuff coming out. Megan comes out at some point. Oh right, yeah. Uh, I think the first week of January or there's a lot. I don't know, but um. So I is there anything you two have thought about doing for the show next week? Nope. For next week? Yeah. Nope. I was thinking we do dead stream because I fucking loved it so much. And okay. you, you guys, good to me. I think are going to enjoy the shit out of it. I it's wacky. And as Ken and Josh, you both been streamers. Josh does a stream right now, but like you, I think you'll enjoy it. So let's do dead stream because I love that fucking movie. And I thought you could, I think you guys will enjoy the shit out of it. And then we can start diving into whatever is coming around. But, uh, I'm yeah, in. cool. Okay, you motherfuckers. Thank you for being so dope. Thank you for making this thing that I started because I wanted to. I couldn't not podcast, and you guys are made it so much fun. And I, I honestly, two of my favorite people in the world, and I love the shit out of you guys. So, um, thank you for doing this for another fucking year, man. Our next episode that comes out. Thank you for being here and making part of your fucking busy ass schedule, kid. So, um, yeah. So let's do that. Let's start off 2023 with uh. With Deadstream. Yes. And yeah, we'll see everyone in 2023 after this episode. So, yo, love happy you guys. new year, motherfuckers. Yeah. Thank yeah. you for listening for all these episodes, and we love you guys, and we'll talk to you. Everybody tell Josh to feel better. <laughs> yeah, feel better and stick a thumb up his ass. We love you guys. Talk to you soon. And bye. bye.